everybody, welcome to the Visualize You podcast. This is part two to the interview that I did earlier with Lassaren Edwards. If you haven't heard the first part of this interview, be sure to check back. So this episode makes complete sense. Now, before I hand over to the remainder of the interview, just another quick reminder that you can leave me a review on iTunes. I'll leave the link in the show notes. And for anybody that does that, I'm offering a 30 minute coaching call where we can talk about all things law of attraction, visualization, anything that's going on in your life, maybe marketing, pivoting, starting a business, whatever you need help with right now. Also, if you have questions for me, I'm gonna be starting a new segment on a Friday where you can ask Beth anything. So if you have any questions, please, send me them on Instagram, on Facebook, or come and join me in the Facebook community where there'll be a special place where you can ask your questions. Whilst I'm talking about the community, there's still plenty of time to sign up for the 28 day gratitude journey event. There are about 170 of us now in that community. We are being grateful for things every single day. We are doing daily journaling prompts that I'm putting out there. Just getting to know each other, having some fun, being in a really uplifting, empowering community for the whole of December. I would love it if you would like to join me there. You can register at visualizeyou.com forward slash gratitude. Okay, over to Lissa Ren and, uh, and I'll speak to you soon. Welcome to the Visualize You podcast. I'm your host, Beth Huey, and each week on the show, we will talk about how you can pivot in your career and create a business that is more in alignment with your true soul's calling. I'll bring you interviews with inspirational people who have taken that path already, so you can learn the practical skills that will help you do the same. I'll also deliver training and bring experts onto the show to help you recognize your self-worth, honor your skills, and become confident, feeling ready to pivot, package, promote, and profit from your career and life experiences. So as an entrepreneur, then now we all have different platforms and different ways of marketing ourselves. Would you say there's been something that's really worked for you on this new business journey that you could share with our listeners? And I have to say, one of the things that I think I've mentioned this to you already is that when you did step out and start doing it, you went all in, you were everywhere. I was seeing Facebook lives and you just seemed to be really confident behind the camera straight away and you're doing TikToks as well. And so what is it for you that's really worked to spread your message with the world? The thing that's really worked is actually, believe it or not, not locked down in at all mm-hmm. because the key to me connecting is being with people it's literally that simple mm-hmm. so if you book me to speak for your event or book me to plan a workshop for your event if you want me to co-direct a, an event with you or whatever that may be that's really what works for me when I'm exhibiting at an event that's what works for me speaking it's just that simple I know how to speak to people. I don't mean that from a part where I've been trained to. It's just natural. I can sit and talk for ages, mm-hmm. as you can tell. My answers are very long. I am aware of that. That's <laughs> what podcasts are about. So that's a, that's a sign of a good podcast guest. Lots, lots of content, right? <laughs> but that, that's just what I naturally do. So when I'm out, uh, out and about, that's how I connect. Online, it's not so easy to do that through emails and all the other bits and bobs that happen so as an entrepreneur you have to find what works for you 
And if you're listening to this thinking, I don't know what works, we'll look at your offline and make two columns, your offline list and your online list. What are you doing that is for your offline networking, your offline customer acquisition? And what are you doing for your online? And then you need to create a CRM and look at what's working for you, what's bringing in leads or what's bringing in networks or conversations or collaborations, whatever you're measuring. But there's only two ways to to go, offline or online. You've got to understand what works for your business type because your coaching business may work better from an online perspective and getting Mm -hmm. clients or getting leads or discussions happening that way. But for me, for my personality, it's definitely being out and talking and laughing and having a cup of tea. Obviously, we've been in lockdown. So have you had to change how you've approached that? If if your natural way of maybe connecting and generating leads and, and all that stuff is from being out there in the world and just speaking and being with people, has that changed for you during this period? Massively. So I've had to pivot my messaging mm-hmm. because my messaging is me offline, right? So I don't have to spend hours and days and all the times that some people may spend some of the big gurus out there with the messaging because they've already understood the message from me directly. So they're already, in a sense, for want of a better word, sold into whatever it is that I'm speaking about. So whether it's a freebie I'm giving away, and whether it's a webinar, whether it's just to join the Facebook Lives that I do, they already understand how to do that. So online, let's say we use a Facebook group, for example, I would have to persuade in some form people to say come and follow me on my Facebook page now I find that difficult to do because it's not natural for me to do that right it's natural for me and you to have a conversation oh I should follow you oh you should follow me done Mm -hmm. online you have to think about the way that you would ask somebody to follow you on your Facebook page for me, that creates a barrier okay. because it removes that connectivity and that personal touch that you would have in a conversation. So let's say we would connect over our training that we, we did. So we would probably connect if we saw each other offline on that and go, oh, how are you doing, Beth? How are things going? Online, I find it much more difficult to have that kind of conversation by text because I just naturally mm-hmm. talk. So... I have found it difficult over the lockdown period to speak to and I suppose be a lighthouse for new people to discover who I am. But I'm working on it. I've I've figured out a new way um, of doing it. I don't know if that's something you want me to talk about now. I'm happy to talk, talk about it later. But there's something that I'm launching, which hopefully it makes me feel more comfortable, which is most important because I hate the ask. I don't like the ask. I don't know why, it's just not natural. I prefer not to do it. We have a conversation. If you like what you see or you're interested, that, that's how you, you come to me. But um, I found a way that feels more comfortable for me and I think will be useful giving value to, to others other than me just spouting at a Facebook Live, so to speak. Right, let's talk about that then. So t- tell us what you've got coming up and the products and services and what's working for you right now. I think that'd be really interesting to hear. Okay, so the idea that I'm presenting, that I'm launching is an online quiz. So as soon as you get onto my website, you can enter yourself into a quiz, which will then give you um, the outline of one of four personality types. 
the aim of the quiz is to identify which personality type you are and you will get an outline of that. It will align you to a particular colour. It will give you some strengths and some limitations of your personality type. And with that, you will also automatically get a guide which comes straight to your email box, which helps to flesh out your personality more. So you have an understanding of what your personality is. So now let's apply it. Now let's look at it. Now let's look at how you're using it, the best ways for you to use it. So it's about a 20, 25 page guide. It's very in-depth and it will help you bring out the value and the power and the strengths in your own personality so you can use it. So if no one else comes back to the website after that, you still got that information mm -hmm. and it's lifetime. You get to keep that. That makes me feel more comfortable giving value in that sense and giving insight into the service that I provide. And that's so interesting because it comes full circle with when you did your, your verbal, your nonverbal reasoning test as a, a oh, child. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Gosh, yeah. There's clearly the value there, isn't it, that you've seen how that worked when you were a child and how actually being able to understand our dominant personality traits can really help us. I'm sure you probably did them in, when you were in your career. Did you do the Myers-Briggs and other personality type tests throughout your career? I certainly know that's helped me work with teams or understand the dynamics of who we're working with and, and how to get the best out of one another. So how do you see people using this quiz and the, the report that they get? Is it about how they can then use that in their business? How would they apply that? Yes. So this is for business women and of course it's woman power but may mm -hmm. i have coach men and they do approach me which i love i mm -hmm. love that they're like i don't care about the woman power part i want you to coach me i'm like let's go let's do it, <laughs> let's do it. so it, it isn't purely exclusive for, for women but of course it's yeah. messaging is for women it can be for business women it can be for entrepreneurs it can be for someone who is considered an employee for want of a better word any woman who is over 30 and saying, I'm not really sure what my voice is. You can be under 30. I have 22 year olds that are in my membership group. They want what, they, what they're going to get out of the test is understanding that dominant personality. Once you have an understanding of your dominant personality, you are setting yourself up for understanding what your voice is, how to use your voice. Um, how to discover your gift because some people are unclear about what their gifts are so when I do my personality test it comes out that I'm good interacting with people that's the gift done you know that from taking the free quiz that's on the website mm -hmm. so you don't even need to go through the whole process if you don't want to go through a whole coaching program which I would of course recommend because then you understand it in greater detail. But what you get from the quiz, the free quiz will give you that information so you can understand your gift, you can apply it and you can use the self-reflection tools within the guide that you get in your email box that is gonna help you understand it a little bit more. Now where I will be saying, okay, consider coaching is when you are thinking, I need to know myself on a deeper level. I need to have an understanding of why I do this, why I react that way. How do I respond to problems and conflict? I want to understand that information so I can then apply it at work, at home, mm -hmm. in my relationships. Because once you understand your dominant personality, you understand your gift, you'll get that free, done. But really where the secret source is, is understanding the blend. 
So if we've all got four personality types, we all have them within us. All of us have the four. It's all about the blend of those four, your one, two, three, and four, how they work together to create your unique footprint. So you have your dominant personality, your secondary personality type next to your first is going to be extremely telling as to how you do react, why you do certain things, what motivates you to do it this way or that way. That sets you up then to make the path clear um, as to the direction you should be going in terms of overcoming the challenge that you're presenting at the time of taking the test. Yes, take the free test. Yes, understand that dominant personality. From that, you will understand your gift and understand some basics around that dominant personality. If you want to know more, if you want to know how to apply it, if you want to know how to implement it at work with relationships and all the different areas of your life, you need to undertake the coaching and to understand your blend. And that's where we get into the real personality test, which takes 10 minutes online. You answer a few questions about yourself and within 30 seconds of you taking that test, we get your 22 page report, which is a very in-depth report, which outlines your four personalities blend. Then we can start the real work. Wow. So much information that people can get just from taking that quiz and then, yeah. and the fuller report. That's great. The report, yeah. Hey everybody, it's Beth. Sorry for interjecting halfway through the episode, but I've got something really exciting that I wanted to share with you. So you'll all probably know that I kicked off this podcast over the summer and it has been an absolute blast to be producing these episodes every single week. I have so enjoyed the experience, but I would have been able to do none of that if I had not found a group of amazing podcasters who all were kicking off and starting their own podcasts at exactly the same time. And those podcasts were led by two amazing women, Fanoush Tarobe, host of the Webby Award nominated show So Money, and Jacqueline Malone, host of the Go To Gal podcast. And I have teamed up with them to offer a project podcast, a free seven day challenge that will help anybody who's thinking about getting started with a podcast. So are you somebody who's looking to make more money and have more impact without doing all of the things, without leaving the house or without having to look camera ready every single day? A podcast is the perfect platform to do just that. It can be the growth engine for your business. And that is exactly how I am looking at my podcast. I look at it as a growth engine. And that's all because of what I've been taught by my mentors, Fanoush and Jacqueline. So a podcast allows you to position yourself as a go-to authority in your particular market. It allows you to build and strengthen relationships. It allows you to share your message and knowledge with the world. And you can be featured and interviewed and get requests from the media, get requests from other podcasts who want you on their show because they've heard your show and on blogs. And you can earn passive income every single month and sell your own offers with complete ease, as well as making money from sponsorships and other people's offers as well. And that's exactly what I've been able to do just in these short few months. So I launched on the 1st of September, but I've been able to make affiliate sales. I'm now moving into looking at generating sponsorship and I've been able to 
reach over 21 different countries worldwide and I've been featured and asked to be interviewed on so many different podcasts from all over the world and um, you might be thinking I don't have a big enough audience, it's not possible to make money, you're not technical, you don't have the time or maybe that you just think there's so many other podcasts right now who are talking about what you already know but if you have a message there is no one that can tell that message better than you and the podcast is just the ideal catalyst to do that. I didn't have a massive audience, I wasn't making money from podcasting 10 weeks ago and I didn't have the right tech but I figured it out with the help of this amazing community and my amazing mentors. So if you would like to join a seven day challenge called Project Podcast, it is an interactive seven day experience filled with teaching and coaching and action steps from podcasting experts. They'll give you the real scoop behind the tech, the tools and the setup that is going to allow you to sound like a pro and without spending oodles of pounds or dollars wherever you are in the world. They'll also be sharing their exclusive start to share launch plan so you know exactly what to do to create a podcast that pays and becomes a money-making growth engine for your business. To find out more go to visualizeyou.com forward slash project podcast or one word project podcast. I'll leave the link in the show notes as well but if you would like to take part in a free seven-day challenge to create your profitable podcast plan it starts and kicks off on the 7th of December. Enter your name and email at visualizeyou.com forward slash project podcast and you'll be so blown away by the generosity of knowledge and experience of Fanoush and Jacqueline. I've made some lifelong friends over the summer and I'd love for you to experience that love and support in growing and starting a podcast the same that I did. Okay, back to the show. What's next for you then? So this show is obviously Visualise You. What do you visualise for yourself in the future? Yeah, so my longer term plan is to work now with social workers. So at the moment, I'm um, a volunteer for the British Association of Social Workers coaching social workers who are finding the pandemic um, and anything that's happened within this crazy 2020 difficult. So we're offering um, free coaching in that zone. And what I'm seeing is, and what I know to be true from it, the stress that I felt in that role is having somebody to talk to mm-hmm. would really help manage the emotions and the reframing uh, of the perspective one has on their caseload and what they're going through is going to be key to them continuing in a much needed profession. I'm still a registered social worker. Mm -hmm. I was working as a social worker at the the beginning of the year. I intend to keep my registration, albeit me being an entrepreneur and all these other things. I enjoy Mm -hmm. social work. It's part of what I do. Yeah. That aside, the bigger picture is for me to provide support for social workers primarily, but teachers, probation workers, drug and alcohol workers, with an opportunity to take the personality test to help them understand their organisational behaviour within the workplace, to help them manage the stress and the woes and the sleepless nights and help them prioritise their own well-being because they're expelling so much energy in the job that they're doing, helping other people. There's very little time, unless you're prioritizing that, to give back to yourself. Mm -hmm. So the idea 
is for me to use the same personality test because it can be used uh, across children, adults and, and anyone alike to use that personality test to understand themselves, prioritise themselves, which is going to be key at this particular period of the pandemic, and also help them reframe and get some perspective on their work responsibilities. And the idea behind that is to make the process of being a social worker or a probation worker or a teacher, all these professions that are so demanding, mm-hmm. high risk, high responsibility, is giving them an outlet so they can perform at work the way that they want to. Because yeah. what I found as a social worker, I couldn't do things the way I wanted to. There was no time. And not just, I'm not even talking about just time for me time to help everybody in the way that you want to help and spend two hours if you need to spend two hours not because you've got a conference and this and that you are pulled in so many different directions and whilst that part of the job that's the nature of it we can't change that but your responses to it how you manage time how you prioritize your well-being will make the difference to how you perform at work that's so powerful and so important it is one of those careers isn't it where you put everything into it and there's so much is on the line for whoever it is that you're supporting but I just wonder about do you feel like that emotional support just isn't there within local authorities or, or where, where, wherever people are doing these this? I wouldn't like to comment fully on that because I wouldn't know yeah yeah but, and obviously up and down the country will be a very different picture as it will across the world yeah yes absolutely but what, what I do know I can only speak from my experience mm-hmm. and the experience I had in from my experience I would say you get supervision that is supervision with your manager that you get an opportunity to talk if you want to talk because mm-hmm. that's a, a manager can only do or respond to what they know so we, we can't put responsibilities on managers for what they don't know workers are going through or how stressed they really are so you have that platform if you so wish to use it now if you don't wish to use it then you're in a predicament as to where you go next. Mm-hmm. So you can use someone like the British Association of um, Social Workers. You can um, go to Social Work England and, and look at um, referrals from there if you need to. You can go to the internal employment support programmes that may be available or the counselling programmes that may be available. So there should be a pool of resources, five or six choices that are open to you within your employment that you can access as a social worker, if you so wish. What I understand about those processes from my experience, I was an agency social worker, so my access to those outlets, first of all, I don't remember having time to look into them. And second of all, I'm not sure whether I would have had full access and that may depend on local authority. But what I know of the permanent workers, I can talk from that perspective, they would rather seek support from their peers, from their fellow colleagues. Yeah. They would not. People who rather, understand. Yeah. People who understand. They would not use a counselling service or an internal support service to help them. Yeah. There could be several reasons behind that, probably nothing that I can speak of because that's not my experience, but they certainly were not accessing some of the things I know were available to them as permanent workers. Mm -hmm. So I think having someone who's out of the fold, so even as the volunteer for uh, the British Associate, the the BASWA, I'll call it BASWA, the first question is, do you know this local authority? Do you know that local authority? And it was someone who was North or Upsar, I can't remember, uh, wherever. And I was like, no, 
I don't. And you could see the weight lifted off them because as with any profession, it's a small world. As an agency social worker, you can go, you can be in one place for six weeks, one place for six months, do a project work in down south and do a project work up north. So before you know it, you know the main, uh, you know, social work networks. And I think there's a fear for social workers speaking to internal resources Mm -hmm. of it possibly not staying where the information not staying where it it should and also an admittance that whilst we're sitting there advising others helping others that you may not be coping as well and that I think is I don't I can't I don't want to use the word taboo but there's some there's definitely an issue around coping and when I came out of social work and came back in what I realized coming back in obviously stepping out for a minute that everybody has a way of coping and when I looked at it myself included because we're all under the same stress we were not coping we weren't coping Beth not at all when I look at that and I mean there's so many things down to the biscuit tin I know there's a a whole thing around biscuit tins in offices and, and things like that but the amount of emotional eating me included, I'm not saying it's everyone else, me included, I love a biscuit, but <laughs> I love some sugar, but the amount of emotional eating that is done throughout uh-huh. the day is just on another level. And I remember watching some program that was looking at where the most biscuits were eaten in offices <laughs> and social workers were the worst offenders. Wow. And alongside that, you have, as you get in every other office, you have people who want to leave things to duty workers instead of doing it themselves. You have people who are coming late, so you have to cover doing stuff. All kinds of different types of coping behaviours. Yeah. And I honestly think that if we have an opportunity to offer coaching to social workers where it's somebody who's independent so it takes that fear away Mm -hmm. that can support them through those emotional peaks and valleys it would really help them for their well-being and for also for giving their best to their cases and the families and not just doing it because out of duty yeah because things become a part where it's about timelines and deadlines and 11thhour.com is a very mm-hmm. common saying. And I always make the joke, you'll find social workers running, starting to the printer five minutes before a meeting because of this, that and the other. These are the nature of the job. There's nothing you can do about that. It's the response. So I think if we have a coaching service which helps with social workers' responses to crisis and responses to looking after themselves, yeah. I think that would alleviate a lot of the stress that is perpetuating really and has been for many years in the profession. I think it's an incredibly important thing that you're trying to do. You can see how passionate about it you are. And obviously you've got all this experience that you bring to be able to support people through that. And I think we shouldn't blame the industry or on all of that, but I think there's certainly something about being independent and being able to help navigate this in a more holistic way because it's not just about the day in day out it it is about all the emotional aspects as well and they're doing such an important job and they owe it to themselves to look after themselves in that process so it's such a powerful thing that you're doing so good luck with that are you starting small (laughs) that's a big thing to do so are you starting like local to you and then hope to expand that out um no I'm going big or go home which is usually what I do 
I'm sure you're not I know. by that bet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really going to be heading towards that through my LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. So what you've heard me talk about previously is for women mm-hmm. in general, but for social workers, teachers, probation workers, anyone in that type of profession, primarily social workers, LinkedIn is where, where I'm going to try and focus to offer that support and that yeah. help. And that makes sense as the, the platform, doesn't it? To- Yes, those professionals. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. I'm not saying anyone listen to this always follow me with the go big, go home. (laughs) (laughs) An easy process. It's not an easy process. I get up, particularly when I when we were training, I was up at three o'clock in the morning and I wouldn't go to bed until particular tasks were done. And I would do that day after day after day. And I will never forget when I watched an interview with Beyonce's dad. Matthew Knowles and he was doing some interview and they were talking about the training I think for becoming uh, Beyonce or Destiny's Child or whatever and there was something that he said at the time which really stuck into my head and he said this isn't a two day a week thing that we're doing here Mm -hmm. it's a seven day a week thing it's a 24-7 thing that we're doing here and that's how we got to become so great. And at that time, I didn't have that mindset. And I thought, well, I'm only doing just a Saturday when I can to write my book or to do this and that. And that's when I realized he's right for you to become the master of your own gift, let alone your business, Mm -hmm. let alone doing something out in public of your own gift from the internal aspect. That's seven days a week. If you're not doing it seven days a week, you don't love it. You're not passionate enough. And you're not going to get the results that you think you're going to get. It's not going to happen because you have to dedicate, literally become obsessed. You wake up thinking about it. You go to bed thinking about yeah. it. You have lists beside your bed. You have you know, <laughs> bottles of water strewn everywhere because you've just sat and worked and you're perfecting whatever it is you're working on. So I suppose a, a, a way for me to walk away from this visualize you type, uh, the podcast, the name of the mm-hmm. podcast, it's literally that you've got to visualize you not just where you're going to be because a lot of focus is where you're going to be and that's fine you need that don't miss that part out but you have to visualize the work you have to visualize the The detail and the graft and the detail and the three o'clock in the mornings and the five o'clock in the mornings and the 12 o'clock at night however you work figure it out if you're a morning worker get up in the morning if you're a nocturnal person do it at night But whatever you do, apply yourself and don't wait because no one is coming to save you. There's no white horse. There's no prince. There's no sword. You're going to have to be your own prince and white shining horse. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. And when I meet people that say, oh, I really want to just be great. I have, I've had so many friends that say, said that to me. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, on Saturdays I do this and Yeah, and then sometimes I read that magazine and I just say, just stop. You're not serious. I only want to talk to you if you're serious of applying yourself to what it is you're saying you want. It's not my dream, it's yours. So I might have the vehicle that helps you get there, but you've got to get in the vehicle and drive it. I'm pushing the vehicle from the back to help you, but you've got to actually apply the clutch, apply the gears and do all of that work to get to where your destination is. So when people are saying I want to do, I look beyond that. It's about what are you doing to get what you want to do? 
And yeah. if you can't give me four things that you're doing right now, not tomorrow, not I'm going to do, you're not doing four things right now, that's a problem. You're not ready. And I've, with respect, turned clients down because they're not ready. They're saying they're ready, which means you're talking a lot. Talking the talk, but you're not walking the walk. Yeah, you have to live and breathe it, don't you? And there's some people that have got incredibly busy lives and you can't do everything, but it has to, in those moments when you can do something, it yes. has to be intentional and yes. things are getting ticked off your list. And when you're having conversations with people, you're telling people about what you're doing and you keep on that momentum and keep moving yeah, forward. Very important. It's, uh -huh. it's, it's very important. You've got to visualise you doing the work uh -huh. and visualise reaping the results. There's, yeah. In my view, there's two senses in that visualisation. Uh -huh. Most people just visualise the Beyonce on the stage and don't realise that her toes were bleeding before she got on stage because she practised so long yeah. in the same heels, got caught in the fight or whatever it is it's about the graft and it's just it's like when people say they want to win the lottery and then <laughs> but they don't actually think about what they would do when they had all of that money yeah. so, so you say what yeah. would you buy and they'll say i'd love a car i'd go on holidays i'd buy a nice house that's going to take what all of two months to spend yeah. that amount of money now what are you going to do what is yeah. the longer term plan Absolutely. so you're probably never going to win the lottery because you haven't been specific enough about it but I shall get off, i'll get off my high horse i was about to say i like that i like that <laughs> you've got it's to, so true it, it's true it's true you've got to be specific be specific about the steps that you need to take to get where you're going to go mm -hmm. but understand what you're going to do when you get there yeah this has been a very exciting interview oh, thank you so much for joining us today where can people find out more about you online yeah, sure. So you can follow me on Facebook at, at Woman Power Coach, or you can follow me on Instagram, The Woman Power Coach. There's a recurring theme here. And the website where you can take the free quiz right now, get your download for the guide, and get a personalized video from me all about your personality type is IHaveWomanPower.com. Thank you so much. I will leave all of the links in the show notes. Lovely. And I'll speak to you soon. I'm going to go, I'm going to go get a cup of tea <laughs> and a biscuit. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Beth. Take care. All right, my friends, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. I have some freebies waiting for you over on my site at visualizeyou.com that are going to help you get started on your career pivot. I'm offering you not one, but two business and career downloadable affirmation audios, a guide to journaling and a ton of affirmation scripts. You can choose what you like or simply devour them all. If you've always wanted to master the art of creative visualization, check out my signature course, The Visualization Vault. It's self-paced, comes with a loving community, and you'll learn how to release resistance and creatively visualize your best life and business. With exercises, affirmations, meditations, and more, head to visualizeyou.com forward slash vault and get the course at my new podcast listener rate. Check out the show notes for all the links. Okay, so that's all for today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any aha moments, tag me in your social media stories and please leave me a review on iTunes. It'll really help me out. Until next time, remember to visualize you.